Welcome to the Total Freedom Podcast, where you can build your total freedom lifestyle and live your life doing what you want, when you want, with whomever you want. And now, here is your host, John Racine. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. I am your host, John Racine. I have a wonderful guest today that I'll talk about in just a second. But before I do tell you about that, I wanted to let you know that I was planning on launching the Abundance is Easy Challenge coming up in just a couple of weeks. And due to some unforeseen circumstances, I am going to need to postpone that launch. I've got some things going on that is going to prevent me from giving you 150% in that challenge. So I will relaunch it when I get things settled uh, that I need to take care of. And if you head over to AbundanceIsEasyChallenge.com and register, you'll be put onto that waiting list. And as soon as I set the launch date, I will let you know so that we can open up a massive flood of abundance for you in all aspects of your life. Now, for today's episode, I have a wonderful guest that I met. She has done some pretty amazing things. She started out in one career, transitioned into a second, and then transitioned yet into a third. She is a multi-seven-figure business owner, absolutely tremendous and incredible. She's done some pretty darn amazing things. So welcome to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. Sit back and enjoy. Krista, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on the Total Freedom Podcast. I know you and I chatted last week when I appeared on your podcast, which was amazing. And I knew that we were going to have a lot of fun on today's podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great, John. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I was just telling you how much I enjoyed having you. I love your um, your journey from where you're at and your mindset. It just It's very refreshing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. And I know you've gone through quite a bit in your life and you're kind of the digital maven now and there's a whole lot going on in your world. So tell us about Krista, who she is and how she got where she is. Um, well, you know, I'm, I used to be a teacher. I taught third grade for six years. I've got a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. Um, but I started off kind of difficult, if that makes sense. I had a really, really good family, but there were some issues like everybody. And when I was 13, I started running away from home. And so I was kind of on the road, on the run for about a year and then ended up breaking the law and ended up going to juvenile hall for a couple of years, a couple of months, and then spent, um, the remainder of my high school years, about three years in a foster home. And so I haven't lived at home since I was 13. And uh, while I was in my foster home, I met some really, really great friends and kind of decided at that point to change my life. And then ended up, uh, you know, I was already kind of that good kid, but I just went through a bad patch, if that makes sense. Um, And so I ended up, you know, changing the road of where I was going and uh, putting myself through college and then becoming a teacher, putting myself through teaching school, Um, got married and thought I was having having a great marriage there for about seven years and found out, you know, my husband was having multiple affairs. And one day we, I ended up in the house with two little girls, um, and drained bank accounts. Um, and, uh, I kind of basically starting over if that makes sense. So, uh, that put me, I was a real estate agent at the time or, or just be, just had become one. And then I kind of ended up diving myself into my career of real estate so I could take care of my daughters, keep them in the house. We just bought the new house. And so I was kind of in survival mode. Um, so, you know, ended up becoming in the top 1% of realtors nationwide and then did that for um, 19 years. And for the past three years, I've been coaching um, real estate agents. And now I currently coach local businesses and professionals how to utilize digital marketing and social media um, to really stand out in their profession. 
Awesome. You know, your path sounds like a lot of the people that I talk to that have made real successes out of themselves where there's been a lot of bumps in the road, you know, with you starting with school and and uh, foster care and all of that. How did you or were you able to stay positive as that was going on and to get you to where you're at now? Um, you know, first of all, you are the closest association of the five people that you surround yourself with. Right. And so the friends that I chose to be around in high school really, really helped me. I mean, I remember when I was in the foster room, I spent many nights crying, missing my family and just feeling like an outsider. Like I didn't really truly fit in that people judged me or thought that I was weird because I was in a foster home. I just never felt like I found my footing or my grounding, if that makes sense anywhere. I just always felt weird. And, and that made me kind of go through some insecurity issues. Like people don't like me or they think it's just been, you know, I, I, it was hard. And so I, um, at a very young age, um, you know, around my early 20, 21 is started just really reading books from scientists and, you know, great thought leaders and books, books like Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill and How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I studied Tony Robbins and, you know, reading books like uh, Millionaire Success Habits, Habits. And I can just go on and on about, you know, psycho cybergenetics of all the different books that I've read because I believe that it's a, it's a daily practice, right? And now, you know, um, I'm a very successful businesswoman. I've just recently in the past three years built a business from zero to 7.4 million in 25 months. I'm, I've received four, two comic club awards, but it's almost sometimes like I'm, I'm dealing with two different people inside of me, if that makes sense. Like there's the powerful, strong, wonderful Krista. And then there's that young girl that was troubled and making mistakes. And so it's like, I'm doing this internal fight a lot of the times inside of me. Like I know that I'm great and I'm confident, but then sometimes this little voice, um, pulls me back and says, oh, you know, you're still not good enough. And I will say that that's, that voice is pretty much gone now, um, but it's taken a lot of just constant work. I know that you do meditation and you work on affirmations and you do, you know, a lot of stuff to work on you as a person because you and I both know it's a constant work, right? It's yep. constant. Yeah. And, and in order to get the business at the success that it is, you've got to get the mindset right. So, um, and that's something that I really work on with my students, just like you do, is really working on their mindset and, and teaching them confidence and how to show up as the authority figure. That all is a process to be learned on a daily basis. You can find out anything about business, right? Now, putting it together, of course, is more difficult. But if you don't have the mindset right, and, and you're not positioned that way to start, you can't get any of it right. And so I know that I believe that I'm constantly working on that. And I'm just as screwed up as everyone else, right? I just realized, <laughs> I just know that I am and I realize to continue to work on it all the time. And I'm very real about who I am, you know? Yep. I know when I was younger, I thought it was a one and done, you know, you got the mindset and then it was set and, and you're ready to go. And it was a quick crash. I, I was a roller coaster for me back and forth, back and forth, up and down, up and down. And eventually I realized it was a lifelong commitment and it was a journey. I still struggle from time to time. I still get those self doubts. Uh, you know, even in the world that we're in right now, it's very easy because everybody's in a panic mode. So it comes back, but now I'm better equipped to be able to deal with it and handle it. Whereas in my younger self, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, being self-aware is such of a huge, important part of personal growth and development. Um, I'll give you an example. Last week I gave my, my students, I gave them an activity to over the next seven days, your challenge is to really be aware of everything that you're doing. I want you to, every time you do something or think something, just be mindful of it and ask yourself, is this conducive to me helping myself? Is this leading me to a positive direction or is this 
negative. And if it's negative, not judging yourself, right? And thinking, oh my God, I'm a pile of crap because I did this. <laughs> but just, you know what I mean? But just like noticing it. And you wouldn't believe just by really being mindful and noticing and taking account to where you're at, each actions that you take, like what you're saying to yourself or thinking, like really being mindful of it is the first step in, in changing. And so we have to constantly be willing to self-evaluate, self-reflect, reflect on what we're doing right now, what we've done, you know, is, is, is our actions and our mindset and what we're doing, is it conducive to us helping us or is it hurting us? Absolutely. And I know that the subconscious mind controls a lot of our automatic reactions and the behaviors. So that really becomes the challenge as you go on the journey that you're describing to be able to do that, to realize when autopilot kicks in to say, oh, wait a minute, why did I say that? Or, or what's the thought process? Or what am I feeling for that to come out so that I can stop that automatic reaction? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's just, and anything can be learned, right? Like anything that we do can be, can be learned. And I'll I'll tell you another story. So right now I'm doing this challenge. It's called 75 hard. I'm in a challenge. So I'm taking this challenge. And um, quite frankly, I did it because one day somebody said they were taking it and they said, you should do this with your students. And so I researched it and was like, wow, this is an awesome challenge. So I started doing it. I told my students got about 60 of them to do it with me. Now, mind you, I just have to be honest, John, almost selfishly, I told them about it because I knew that if I told them about it, I would have to do it and I couldn't quit, right? (laughs) So I was like, I've got to tell them that I don't think I can do this challenge. It's actually very hard. But I'm on day 34 now and it consists of drinking a gallon of water a day. I almost, I drink about a gallon and a half to two now. Um, Being on a, a healthy diet that you pick for yourself, no alcohol, reading 10 pages of a book. I usually read 10, like 30 usually. You can't just listen. It has to be actually reading it. Taking a, a, cell, a picture every day for your for your progress and um, exercising twice a day. One of them has to be outside, both for 45 minutes and they can't be consecutive. So I don't know if you noticed this, but when I jumped on, I was a little sweaty and a little hot <laughs> because I had to get my second workout in. It's like 105 here today. And so I've realized, though, as strong as I am, I forgot just how strong your mind is because I committed to this challenge and it's not an easy task, but because I committed to it and I'm doing it and I'm checking the boxes, I've reminded myself that I can just do anything that I put my mind to. And it's been a wake up call to remind myself that, man, I'm powerful. We can do anything as humans that we set our minds to and that we make the conscious choice to. But here's the thing. So many people, they, they, commit to something, but they don't ever see it through. They think they're committed. They start it, but they stop the second it gets hard. The second life gets in the way and they just keep letting themselves down over and over. And when you let yourself down and you don't keep to your commitments, whether it's a commitment to yourself or a commitment to somebody else, you absolutely, your brain says, oh, you're not finishing this. Oh, you're, you can't do this. Oh, you're not committed. And your brain just it gets easier and easier not to do that. So it's easier and easier for you just to stay in that exact position that you are in. So many gold nuggets that you just dropped there. Number one with the public declaration for the challenge, because that forced you into doing it. And I know that when I've done that type of thing, it's done that for me as well. So there's the first golden nugget. And then the second one was what you were just talking about with knowing how powerful you are and that you can achieve it and and that the mind really will drive it. I'm a, a huge guilty pleasure fan of Survivor. And I've seen so many of those endurance challenges where it is just the mind over everything else, over the hunger, over the, the weather, the sun and, and what whatever it is, the mind is so powerful. And when you've got it as tuned in as you do, it definitely makes it a lot easier. 
Yeah. And we have to remind ourselves that we can do it. I mean, we're late, not sorry, everybody, but we're lazy, right? Things have gotten to be too easy, easy. Everything's so easy that it's just easy. It's just too easy for us just to let ourselves down. It's just so easy for us to let ourselves down and to keep on, um, you know, doing what we're, we're, we're not doing. It just is. And so I think that once you start doing something that seems really, really hard, and this, the challenge I'm doing is more of a mental challenge, right? It's a mental challenge. Once you realize like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And you make the time. I mean, I'm working out for, you know, almost two hours a day because my first workout is an hour at least. And my second one ranges anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. That's two hours of my day that I'm making time for. And I'm still getting just as much done. I'm actually probably getting more done because I've just made the commitment. I'm sticking to it. So whatever it is that you're going through right now, or you're trying to accomplish, you just have to modify your life. And when you do that and you make a small adjustments, what happens is, is that you start pushing away the things that you, that don't really matter, right? Like, okay, I know I've got to get this in. I know I've got to do this. So let's just say it's your business right now. Like you want to improve on your business and you know that you've got to get things done. Once you really truly make the commitment, the commitment that's like, no matter what, I'm going to do these certain things at this time, period, no matter what, right? What happens is, is that, your brain says, okay, let's, let's not, let's get rid of all the things that don't matter. Let's get rid of all the distractions, other people's crises that they keep sucking us in and pulling us in. Let's keep ourselves be more focused. And you just start overachieving. Yep. And you're exercising what I call extreme ownership, where you're accepting responsibility and owning everything that's happening, which is something that more people really could benefit from doing for themselves. I love that book, The Navy Seals. I, I I actually tell my students, you should read this book before taking my program because this is all up to you. Like no matter what it is, it's you're the one. I can give you the tools of the kingdom, but you're you're responsible to making it happen. <laughs> Absolutely, spot on. How does somebody who was homeless and then went to be a teacher decide that real estate was the way to provide a living? Well, so um my uh I was in my class one day and one of my former teacher one of my students' parents came in and she was like, Oh my gosh, I'm making so much money right now. And she's she shows me all these checks and she was making more money in that month than I made in the whole year of real estate. And I just couldn't believe it. So I literally went to my phone and it was one of those cord phones back then. <laughs> phone up, yeah, it had the string in it. it like called called the Allied School and I signed up. I just had my license, but then I told you my husband had the affair and all of a sudden I was left with me and the girls um, and my daughter, Kaylee, she had actually gotten sick. She had something, she contacted spinal meningitis because she had oh, a wow. bad kidney. So she lost a kidney and I was going to stay home. I left teaching to stay home with her and I wanted to be a full-time mom and play real estate. And when that all happened, that was when I found out my husband was having, at the time was having an affair. I have a new husband now and he's not the affair type. And um, so I ended up like thinking I was going to play real estate to being like real estate module. I sold 69 houses my first year um, in real estate because I was had to, right? I had to keep my kids. I had to keep the house. I had to keep them in. I was like in survival mode to make sure that my ex-husband couldn't take them away from me because I couldn't provide. So that's how. <laughs> <laughs> how steep a learning curve was it to transition from academia into a hundred percent, you know, sales commission only? Um, you know, they say that teachers do really good in real estate because we're teachers first. And so I, I really have kind of a servant heart, if that makes sense. Like I love people. So for me, it wasn't hard at all. I mean, to sell 69 houses yourself without an assistant in one year is pretty darn unheard of. There's not many people that have done something like that. 
But again, it was because my why was to keep my kids in the house and to keep them safe and to keep them secure because of the fact that I was in the foster home and the group home, right? I was like, I was all about keeping my kids comfortable and feeling security. So that was my driving force back then. And then it got to the point where I just wanted to keep it up, right? Um, so it wasn't that hard for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still difficult. There's times where I sit in my kitchen and cry. I, I, like I said, I recently, I, I trans changed from real estate into coaching and people thought I was crazy, right? Like, why would you ever, you know, you're making over a million dollars a year as a real estate agent net. Why would you ever go into coaching? Nobody's going to pay you to coach them, Krista. Um, why would you, you know, that's normal. People don't do that. You're, why are you doing that? And so it's been a heck of a roller coaster over the past three years, you know, and even the business like changing. I mean, yes, I've done really well, but there's a lot of expenses involved in that, especially when you're first developing a business. You make 7.4 million, you spend, you know, 7 million to make it, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's how it is. So, I mean, and people might think, oh, you're doing well, you're making a hundred thousand a year. Well, I was making over a million, but the idea behind why I'm doing it now, I love it. I love helping other people. You know, Tony Robbins talks about growth and contribution that once you get to the point in your life where you can really contribute to others, your life just changes. And that's kind of where I'm at. So, I am loving life. Like I, I, I almost feel bad. I know it's COVID right now and people are, but I, you know, I just, I choose not to let it get to me as much as I can. I don't watch the news. I, I turn it off. Um, I try just to continue to learn from other people all the time, constantly reading, making sure I'm implementing and just going for it. I don't ever want to look back and regret anything, you know? Yep. From my perspective, it almost looks like you've gone full circle because you went from being a teacher to a real estate agent and back to a teacher because that's yeah. essentially what a coach is. So it seems to me like you've gone full circle, although you never really lost the teaching piece. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah. And, I, and I, I love teaching. I loved real estate too, but I mean, it was a lot of work, right? And now it's a lot of work as well, but it's just what I love to do. When, when, in fact, one of my students said, well, I can't imagine that's easier doing what you do now, coaching. I says, nope, it's definitely not. But I don't feel like I'm even working because I love it so much. And when you, when you start to see your students succeed, I have students that are doing better than me now. Like, that's how you know you've really made it. Like, okay, I'm, I'm good at this, right? Like, my students are now succeeding me and what I've done. What types of things are you working with your students on? What type of coaching are you doing? So we teach to, um, local professionals and businesses how to utilize social media um, and video to attract business and stop chasing it. So, so doing the normal kind of things. So like, for example, um, if you're a chiropractor or you're an insurance agent, you might be taught to go to, you know, network marketing events or B&I groups and to meet com com people that way, or maybe even knock on doors of other businesses. Um, we teach people how to utilize video and start educating people and serving and giving value and tips and then taking that content and then distributing it to your community, to your city so that people actually see it. So we teach you how to get, you know, hundreds of thousands of views, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of watch time on any, any video that you create so that you can really start to stand out as the authority. And it's the same strategy that I've done to create my coaching business and be known nationally, as well as the same strategy that I use to be known locally. So now we just teach people how to do that. As you work with your clients, do you find that there are similar themes for the struggles that they're experiencing? Yes. It's, and mostly it's the mind. <laughs> so <laughs> A huge part of my coaching, like people will say, you've helped my business so much, but you've also helped my confidence and my mindset. So huge part of what I do, people will say, you can't be a coach and a trainer at the same time. And I completely disagree. I've done what I teach so I can train it, but I'm also great. Like my superpower is uplifting people, getting them excited, being enthusiastic and letting, getting them to believe in themselves. Um, and that's a huge part of implementing what we teach, right? So if you don't have that aspect down and do both, it's really difficult 
to get people out of their comfort zone. They don't like doing video. If you ask 100 people to do video, 99 are deathly afraid of it. They, are, they, are, they don't like the way they look or sound or they think they're too fat or too skinny or their nose is too big or they're purple, whatever it is. They are terrified. But when you're with a group of people that are doing it, you slowly learn the confidence and anything can be taught. So we teach them how to do it, how to feel comfortable doing it. But then even more importantly than that is how to actually distribute it. So it's actually being seen. Mm -hmm. So you can do video and create content, but if no one sees it, it doesn't make a difference. Right. So we teach them how to really get massive exposure. And the, the goal is, is that they become the community market leaders, what I call them. Um, in their local community, anything community related or their business related, people think about them because they're exposing themselves to the masses. Awesome. And I, you know, it's funny as you're talking about people that are afraid to get on video, it reminds me of, you know, more people are afraid to speak in public than to do any other thing. And, you know, for me over my life, I've always been more comfortable in front of a group. It's one-on-one -on -one when I struggle. I remember when I went to college, I was a senior in high school, actually, no, I wasn't. I was a junior in high school and I was doing my senior year of high school as the same time as my freshman year of college. And in order for me to graduate high school, I had to do my sophomore English class. So I was a junior in high school doing these college or senior in high school doing these sophomore level college classes. And I was more comfortable standing in front of these group of peers than I ever would have been one on one. I mean, it eventually led to me flying over to Dubai and Bahrain. And I was speaking on stage at a social media summit in front of the crown prince of Bahrain. I had no problem with it, but get me with the crown prince one on one. I was like, um, um, um. So I know that the video piece definitely becomes a challenge, but the power of it is so amazing as evidenced by you with $7.4 million generated from doing it. So what do you tell people that sit here and listen say, hey, that's great and I want to grow, but I really just don't know about video. What do you say to those people? I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the Total Freedom Podcast. I hope you're enjoying and getting value out of what you're listening to. So I want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and review the Total Freedom Podcast. This will help us to share the message with more people so that they can overcome the challenges in their life, become more resilient, and achieve the life of their dreams. So again, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much. I tell them, do you like money? <laughs> if you like money, then you need to start doing it because nobody else is right. Like I can tell you in my, in my area, there is not one insurance agent, one chiropractor, one doctor. There's nothing. There's no professional that is utilizing video to stand out. Not one. I am the only real estate agent that's, that's ever done it. And now people are starting to try that are real estate agents, but they don't, they can't figure out how they can do a video, but they do it a couple and then they stop. But then even if you see, I'm noticing it because they're a friend of mine, but no one else is seeing it. So they stop because they're not seeing the results. When you have the right training and the right mindset and the right group to help you go, you can do anything. But you know, you've heard of this, you've heard of the story, um, the change or die study, right? And that's basically, um, they taught, taught, took people that were going to die. And they said, if you don't change your behavior, you're like, alcohol, drinking, eating, smoking, whatever it was, you're going to die. Like you're going to have a heart attack. You are going to die if you don't stop. Doctors told them. So there was one group of, of, of people that they told this to. And after a year, nine out of 10 of them went back to their original behavior. They would rather die than make a change. There was another group, the exact same situation. They were going to die if they didn't change their behavior. They were, they had coaching accountability and support from their peers. So they, they were in it together, so to speak. After a year, 77% of people change. So you're seven times more likely to make a change when you have accountability and support. 
right? Like the only mistake that we, we make as humans is to think that we can do it on our own. We are social animals. We've been built to do things together, right? That's the reason why we had teachers. That's the reason why we went to school. That's the reason we have, we have parents. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we, we learn these things, you know, most professionals and people are, they, they go to school to get their degree or they go and pass their test or whatever it might be. But, and then they have all of a sudden they're a, a chiropractor or they're even a doctor or a local doctor or an attorney or an insurance agent or, you know, any uh, realtor, whatever you might want to call it, loan officer. And they have no idea how to get exposure. They have no idea how to market. They know how to, you know, they kind of know how to do their job, right? But they have no idea how to show anybody about it. So getting the exposure and doing what no one else is doing in your area, getting people to know you, to like you and to trust you, to break down their barriers, to see you as the expert and to help them. Once you help people and they can see that you're adding value to them, you're helping their life get better and you're serving before you start trying to sell, you're developing a relationship with them, then they're going to be more likely to convert. Perfect. So you talked about being social creatures and the support system being absolutely critical, seven times more successful when there is community. During this time that we're in right now, which will eventually end, we don't know when, but it will end. How do you as a business person and for the listeners, how do you build that community and support system if maybe you're looking to do something like that, but you're homebound because of a quarantine effect or something like that? How do we support people in that type of circumstance during this environment? It's the best time to do it ever right now. And you know why, John? Because everyone is on their computer right now. They're looking at social media. They're stuck inside. They're looking for to be to be entertained. You know, if you just take Facebook, for example, like I specialize in teaching people how to utilize Facebook to market. The average person goes to Facebook 17 times a day and they spend 51 minutes just on Facebook. They spend about 2.2 plus hours a day on social media. So the idea is to show up where they're looking right now, more than ever people are online. So start creating content on things to do during COVID, you know, recipes to make tips and tricks, ways to stay in shape. I mean, I could go on and on about how you can start developing a relationship with your community based upon creating content. And then you, you throw in a video about, you know, there, I mean, I'm sure for like most people, you're a chiropractor. Hey, you're having more stress due to COVID. Here's some examples of things that you can do to, to get stress to be less, right? Now come in and you'll get a free consultation and then you upsell them to other things. It's about giving value, developing trust, getting people to know you, and then bringing them down the sales cycle. Perfect. Did I hear you just say, I want to make sure I heard it, that you just start putting out content before a video so maybe you can work up the courage to get to a video? No. So basically what I do is I start the video, right? And then, so a lot of, the reason why a lot of marketers don't work um, is because they go like, let's just use the getting married example. Okay. Most people, when, when you go to a bar and you meet somebody or you see somebody at church and you, you're like, oh my gosh, they are so, I, I like them, right? You're attracted to them for whatever reason. You don't just go to them and go, you know, John, I really think that you're hot and I, let's get married. Right. That's what most marketers do. They're like, download my free thing. Give me your email address. Give me your phone number. People are sick of that. They're sick of being sold. So if you can start developing content, developing a relationship with your community, getting them to know you by giving free advice, free value, letting them see the day in the life of, you know, start doing short Instagram stories, start running ads behind things that, you know, get a lot of attention, giving free video and information so they can get to know you, then 
bringing them down the funnel and then later on saying, hey, download this guide. You know, give me your, I'm going to give you something of value for your information. They're much more likely to want to download it. And video is the fastest way for people to get to, to break down the barrier, right? So mm-hmm. instead of just going straight to getting married, right? What do you do? You call the person, you start texting, you do video chat, you go for coffee, then you go for lunch, then you get... In, you know, you start dating, then you get engaged, then you get married, then you go to bed, right? Most people are just trying to go straight to bed. So date your community first, offer value, give them help, give them, you know, information and guidance, and then ask them for information. Most marketers do it the exact opposite. Awesome. Can I put a random stranger in your hot seat and you kind of walk through a strategy for them? I'm going to pick a really not sexy industry that you might direct. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Let's this say is just got- like, you know, guys, off the hoof too. Like he's, <laughs> he's just, this is off the hoof. So we'll see. <laughs> so let's talk about maybe something like a life insurance salesman, right? Uh-huh. How would you advise them to start this process? What, what type of content or what would they put in a video if where they're used to saying, hey, you're going to die and cover your family as an example? Okay. So first of all, they wouldn't start with, Hey, you're going to die and cover your family. Or maybe they <laughs> that's, would. That's right? the, normal, the, the normal pitch. Yeah. So one of one great thing would be to come up with a story, right? Like stories sell. We all know that, right? Um, uh, story sell. What is that? that facts something. The facts tell stories sell. Yes. Facts tell stories sell. When you go to bed at night, they, what did your parents do? They didn't tell you facts. They told you a bedtime story, right? Cause then you remember and you're listening. So Story, story, story. So if you if you were to talk about a situation where, you know, somebody's um, someone died and they didn't have life insurance and all of a sudden poor Becky, um, her husband passed and she has three children and there's no life insurance whatsoever. So Becky had to get uprooted from her home. Her kids had to get taken out of private school or change schools altogether. They had to move in with her parents who are, you know. Um, 60 and 70 or 80 and, you know, don't exactly even like kids and her whole world falls apart. Um, I can go on and on, right? If you can tell a story about how this happened to poor Becky and, you know, what you can do to kind of prevent yourself, prevent that from happening and show her example, that would help, right? And, but don't ask anyone to do anything in the beginning. So depending on where people are coming at in the sales cycle, what do I mean by that? Are these cold traffic, traffic meaning people come, you know, leads, right? Is, are they cold leads? Are they warm leads or are they hot leads? If they're hot leads, you can just create a quick landing page and, ha- and direct people somewhere because they already know you, like you, trust you. They've already been through your funnels. They understand your, you know, they understand your messaging. They understand what you do. If they're brand new, they're cold. You've got to kind of ascend them up. You've got to build their trust, get them to get to know you. So by telling stories and by getting them to get to know you on a personal level, not just talking about insurance, right? But kind of talking about you know, how you're this great barbecue recipe that you have, or, um, you know, this great meditation that you listen to and how well it's helped you and just add value and then intertwine stories about, about, you know, people with that have, that, that things that have happened, good stories, bad stories, and then start sending them to go to a training or download your PDF or go to a few, a free Q and a call or get a free product or whether it's online or in person, just start bringing them down. Does that, did that help? Yeah, immensely. And as, as off the cuff as my idea was, your answer was spot on and brilliant. So just as crazy for you on that side as well, because I think you nailed uh, the best case there. So yeah, it was perfect. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's, that shows me that you are a genius and that you know how to get results. And, and that just speaks to your expertise. 
Oh, thank you. We get results. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and results are what it's all about, isn't it? Yes. And when you and I both know too, we were just talking about that before this call, the, the podcast started was that, you know, it's really scary. You gotta be careful you trust nowadays because there's so many people online trying to say that they're experts in things and they're doing it because they, they, in most cases, a lot of times haven't themselves weren't able to do it. So now all of a sudden they become an expert or a trainer or a coach. Be careful who you hire, <laughs> make sure that they've actually done it and they've helped other people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the criteria that you've got to realize, you know, have they achieved what you're trying to achieve as well? I remember early in my entrepreneurial journey, I was an internet marketer and I'm air quoting that I was teaching people how to make money online when I had done next to none of it on my own. So the imposter syndrome was definitely there. And I think it showed up in my results, but I'm in a different place now um, with results. And then, you know, I can talk about meditation and mindset and money mindset and all those things now because I've gotten there. So it's definitely more congruent than when I was that internet marketer that I'm air quoting, you can't see on the video. (laughs) Plus you love it. So like, for example, let me give you an example for you, John. I know that you were a chef. And um, so you could do fun recipes in your kitchen to get people to know you and like you and trust you and then incorporate mindset training into that, right? I know you've got a challenge coming up and then you could bring them to your challenge, right? So, So it's like, Everyone, do you know that one of the most um, watched ads on Facebook are cooking recipes? Yeah. They're recipes. Uh, Yeah, they are. And and usually they're just the overhead videos with, you know, the ingredients and, you know, a set of hands doing whatever it is. And I watch those all the time. I'm guilty. Yes. And I've actually built a cake like that. It was like, it was called a... um, marshmallow uh what are those schmore cake and i just yeah. wrecked it man it looks so good on there i did a horrible but so you could incorporate something like that like a cooking thing where then you incorporate mindset talk about your challenge you know after you've given value don't start with the challenge in with it absolutely that's brilliant thank you for that i appreciate it yeah Krista, you are just a fountain of knowledge. You have given us so much value we're coming up near the end of our time so i want to be respectful of that and ask is there a question that I should have asked you that maybe I didn't think to ask you? No, I mean, I think we went through a lot. You know, I just, one thing I would tell people is things take time. You've got to be really consistent. Um, consistency is definitely key when it comes to doing anything, whether it's business mindset, whatever. And like you said earlier, you don't just start and stop. It's a forever going process in all aspects of life. Terrific. Thank you for that. How can the listeners reach out and connect with you and circle in your universe? You've given us so much value. I know they're going to want to learn more. Uh, thank you. So I actually have a free challenge myself and it's it's free. Um, if you just go to Krista Mayshore, that's K-R-I-S-T-A Mayshore, M-A-S-H-O-R-E dot com slash challenge. It will take you to a free challenge where you get coached directly from me. We've got live trainings on there and then trainings in a portal and trainings in Facebook group. Um, you get access to group coaching, which we all know helps and, and coaching from me. Again, it's kristamayshore.com slash challenge and you can learn more and we walk you through um, mindset and also business development. And we'll put all that info in the show notes for everybody. So make sure you go over there and check that out. Krista is absolutely amazing. And I know there will be tremendous value in the challenge. And I think I may have to sign up myself. Uh, You're awesome. Uh, You are awesome too, Krista. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you again. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, John. Keep Keep crushing it and helping everyone like you're doing. Thank you so much. My pleasure. That's this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. For the show notes, head over to totalfreedompodcast.com forward slash episode 20. Thanks so much, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Total Freedom Podcast.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. We create this podcast to help people become more resilient, overcome the challenges in their life, and achieve the life of their dreams. So I wanted to introduce you to the Resolve Formula, which is my unique system to overcome virtually any challenge in life or business. So I want to invite you to head over to TotalFreedomPodcast.com forward slash resolve and see the short video that I created that walks you through the seven very simple steps of that Resolve Formula. So again, head over to Total Freedom podcast.com forward slash resolve check out the video and we'll see you on the next episode thanks thanks for listening to total freedom with john racine at www.totalfreedompodcast.com